johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back, Sports Insider Radio, this Wednesday. We got a special guest on the air, Big Micah, the legend next door. How you doing, What's Micah? Up, fellas? Doing good. About What's going on, buddy? So Nothing we got to talk about man, something before day. we get... we got to talk about some before we even get into sports betting. Can you tell me about this ticket you just sent, Big Mike, before you came on the air that you just cashed? Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, I play a lot of golf, golf futures every weekend, and had a uh, uh, did a lot of uh, research, and uh, a Scotty Scheffler won in three playoff holes, and so yeah, I won a decent little ticket there on, on Scheffler to win the Phoenix Open last weekend. So what I wanted to find out, since Mike only told me what the payout was, which we'll leave off the air, it was a nice price. Um, I don't care. How, did you have money spread around? Yeah. Or was it just yeah, that? Not, not that. Well, I had uh, five other guys, but they, I didn't play the other guys for that, for that, for that amount. If that makes sense, I just what I've done. The course suited him really, I mean, almost perfectly. Even though he hadn't won before, but it just suited him well. And I just well, I you know took a little bit, you know, three or four more units on that on, on him, and it paid off. All right, so let's tell everybody. Wait, was it a dime to win 25 dimes? That's right. Yeah, 25 to 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you go into that, obviously you'll bet a dime on a football game like it's nothing or a basketball game. But you go mm-hmm. into that. I'm trying to get the mindset of a golf better because a lot of people hear that. It sounds very luxurious. You're You're going into that. More like a lottery ticket, expecting to lose it. I know it sounds crazy to say expect, but it's not like yeah. you, it's not like betting a football game where you just know you have two sides. And right. Two, you know, you That's win correct. or you lose. You could hit one golfer, and so, if you if you're playing every weekend, five or six golfers each weekend, you can hit one in two months and still profit. And right, so this luckily, is more like horse no. racing, right? You got to you got to you got to know you got to be able to handle the lose. Like if you would have lost three, four, or five dimes this weekend, you would have been like, whatever. It's just on to the yeah, next. whatever, right. I mean, yeah, because I, mean, I sent Mike the other. I hit the first-round leaders well, KH Lee, for like 10000 And then um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I hit the, week, the tournament last weekend, too. I can't think who who it was off the top of my head. But 
we hit that one as well. So I'm already up, and those that know me, if I get up, I'm going to press a little more. It's just the way I roll. Yeah, we definitely know how you roll. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I took a shot, and it paid off, man. Um, so the question the is with the betting limits. as high as that one. Got it. Let me ask you this. With the betting limits, can you bet 10 dimes on something like that, or do they limit you? No, no. I'll even bet Chris, like, the maximum on a 25-to-1 guy is, like, 2,500. And they'll let you re-bet it once the odds change. But, yeah, I mean, you can get 10 dimes on it. But I'm shopping, like, you know, I have the legal sports books I'm shopping at. I'm just finding the best price across 15 books. <clears throat> I'm not going to play a worse price at a higher bet. Does that make sense? Now, before our phones blow up after the show with everybody going, how do I get Micah's picks? How do I get Micah's picks? The caveat is now you're up so much that you could basically not hit a golf match for the rest of the year. I could go. Yeah, I'm not going to bet that amount. It just depends if it lines up perfectly. And I do like one guy really strong like like him last week, this weekend. But, um, yeah, I, I could go a long time, man. I can go half the season and still be up money. Um, that's just the kind of the way golf works. You can most you can bet little and win a lot. You, um, you know, last year I can't think of the guy that won the Heritage off the top of my head. I'm drawing blanks, but I put a hundred bucks on him at two hundred to one. That paid twenty thousand. Uh, Stuart, and you won it exactly. Who it was? Yeah, won that one. So I mean, a hundred to win twenty thousand, you're good for the rest of the year, right? <clears throat> right. On um, you know, but you can you, you just you can go months without winning a golfer. But the payout is so big and lucrative that, you know, it's worth it. I mean, it's something that I enjoy doing and been profitable doing. So the question I have for Mike is since he enjoys playing the game, why isn't Mike getting into the betting aspect of it, Mike? Nah, that's a good well, question. you know, I mean, it, look, and he, he tells me that every weekend, and I'm hesitant. You know, I don't, for me, because we don't have an actual app here, um, you know, I'm not running down to the book to put actual cash on it quite yet um you know it's early in the season you know my, you know mike i was just at the book as you know this morning you could have gave me that golf bet i could have put it in now i gotta go back <laughs> uh, i forget no, but, that you don't have apps yeah so but you know what you know from a from a prognosticating standpoint you know we haven't had the the type of market quite yet to be able to provide you know, golf plays because it's so spread out and it's not every day. Clients don't, you know, unfortunately, Micah, and I'm sure you know this because, you know, you, you provide your own place to clients as well. It's hard for a client to sign up for a subscription knowing that he's only going to get one or two plays for the week versus that they're yep. signing up every day. So it's, it's a little unique. It's not for everybody, yeah. but I think when people start seeing these tickets and they start seeing the performance and those lottery ticket type wagers, it's not, listen, we're not managing money and managing risk every day. We're managing money over a whole tournament from Thursday to Sunday. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a little different, but I think that, you know, it's it, this trading platform has so many different strategies and so many different ways that you could actually be successful. And, you know, it's just another layer that we could put forth um, into providing this, you know, this, this content. And, you know, what you didn't mention, and we've been talking about this about you actually on the weeks for the last month now, is about that parlay that you had with, your, with the Georgia Bulldogs and, and the Rams to right. win it all that was placed about a year ago. And, you know, we had about a 30-minute argument with Dave on air 
David Miller. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about should he hedge because there was a big conflict when um, one of your partners posted on Twitter and wanted feedback. And Dave was completely against it. You don't hedge. You know how he is. (laughs) You're one of your good friends. And he was just, you know, so adamant about it's not free money. And and John had a little bit of a, a you know tiffle we're gonna call it on air where he said well it is free money if you're hedging it you're guaranteed to win every time you place that hedge and, and you know mm-hmm. and Dave's got the reverse philosophy so congratulations on that as well I actually had a well a, a uh, I want to know what happened what I want to know what happened what did you wind up doing Mike and what was did we hedge I, did we not we hedge? do the previous two I did not hedge man. Um, our good friend uh, Randy McKay was giving me, you know, giving me grief by not at least playing the Bengals plus four to possibly middle it, right? And right. I was got very greedy. I said, "No, I'm not going to do it." You know, I was watching the price. I mean, the Rams started what got up to buying minus two twenty before game time. I thought like, they're going to blow these guys out. I got too greedy, to be honest with you, and I did not. Um, I mean, it worked out in the end, but. If I would have did what he said, I could have hit him definitely a big middle. Um, but no, I didn't hedge, man. I just I let it ride because I, I, I hit that golfer the, earlier in the day, you know. So I was like, eh, I'm gonna let it ride, man. So it, it worked out. And that was that. A, was that all you? Was that a partnership thing with you and the, your your group? On that, on no, that, well, on that, that, that was bet. not all me. No, that was not all me. No, I had a, a, a smaller portion of it. But, but you know, so he, when they, the were the other people bigger, trying to hedge? Were the other people yes, in the group I, wanting yes. to hedge? They did. Uh, one guy bet thirty thousand on the Bengals uh, money line, paid him like fifty something, but yeah, that didn't work out obviously. But yeah, they did as well. But I did not, man. If I mean, if I didn't hit Sheffler, maybe I would have. I'm, I'm not sure, but I have David talking to my ear too much, and so I, I, he's kind of <laughs> molded me to to think on his level some. So I, I just let it ride. So now we have another person, John, that doesn't believe in free money. It's another one. <laughs> Dave's the, the clones. Dave is developing these clones that they just don't believe in free money. No, but that's an awesome financial turnout. I mean, obviously, I know you're a diehard uh, Georgia Bulldogs fan. What was the last time before yeah. this championship? What was the last time they won in the early 80s or – Am I wrong like nineteen eighty, I think it was. That beat I think maybe nice. in Penn State. I can't remember exactly somewhere in nineteen eighty. So is that yeah. is that when Herschel Walker played there? Man, I'm not a good history buff. I'm mean, if I have my brother or Alan on here, they they can tell you in a second. I'm not a good good at player history. I don't know a lot of the players. I don't know a lot of the skill position play I mean skill positions like defensively and stuff. I don't know a lot of the players. Um I'm not on that player level to be honest with you on, on history of sports but I, i'm not sure i know he played in, uh, back in the day i was not sure what the years were no nah, it's it's all good but so yeah man this so we have one of the best times of the year that is very very quickly approaching um before you blink we're going to be in those conference tournaments and you know for the first time and we had this conversation off air for the first time, you're actually going to allow clients to be able to play your conference tournaments and, and main tournament. Can you give a little bit of a description of what the reasoning all of a sudden that you're going to release these games versus other years? Yeah, man. Um, 
I play a lot of um, the, the bottom line is I'm constantly getting cut off, right? I, I, I'm, I'm from a problem not in Colorado. I'm in Georgia, and in Georgia, there's a lot of local books that constantly cut you off. So, and I mean, I could show you tons of examples. Um, and so I, I'm having it's just it's, fr- it's very frustrating when you're. I have to watch my volume. So if I have, like, for example, two weeks ago, I got a, a, a 5K credit line, small credit line with a local bookie, and he, uh, I have to watch my volume. I, I can't go in there and just max it out every night because he's going to think something's up, right? So I got to watch it. Right. It's, it's becoming frustrating because I told John three or four years ago I had 30 local bookies, right? Now I have about four. They all have constantly wow. cut you off either winning or beating the line move or betting too many games where the line's moving your favor. They don't like that. So that, that's been a struggle, and I'm just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to show everybody exactly what I'm doing. And when you go, you're going to get, you know, some heat from it, it's just – but that's the, that's the struggle that you want to have. You want to be able – you want the bookies getting ticked off because you're either beating them or beating the line loop because they don't like it because they know no longer and they're going to lose. So if right. I could deliver that product to people, I'm more than willing to do it, man. It's, it's a frustration now that where, you know, I, I, it, it, it's beneficial to me to see other people make money. So I'm going to help everybody out the best I can this year. And then, you know, I have, you know, I have, yeah, other deals too. My, I have, for example, uh, my guy in Jersey, you guys know him. I won't say his name on air, but I had yeah. him going to Jersey, to, to DraftKings yesterday. DraftKings released MLB Player Awards Saturday. So I had him going to Jersey Book to betting uh, some of the features there because they're not available in Tennessee where I am or my brother is or somewhere like that. So now I have other things that I can do to help people because, you know, I'm more of a futures, futures guy. I love the daily action, but features are my thing, like golf and stuff, but – and the March Madness has always been very highly profitable conference tournaments. Just the edge is really big there. So yeah, we'll I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help. You know, I want you guys to help everybody make money this year. And you know, and and when we talked off there, we're we're going to come up with a game plan exactly how we're going to reciprocate uh, all the plays mm-hmm. to the clients. I, I know that we had mentioned that we're going to set up, uh, you know, private channels where clients can actually get the games literally as you're playing them. So you're getting the actual lines in real time, which is, you know, because we're trying to efficiently provide speed to the client that is also on the other end trying to basically replicate what you're doing. So I think efficiently with technology, um, I have a really good plan in place that's going to be able to provide that speed to the client because I know how you are, man. When you send me the plays, you're like yelling at me, going, put them in, put them in, the line's going to move. So I know that, you know, when we're trying to service a a higher volume of clientele, the only way that we could do that without having that gap in time um, is to have these private channels where they could instantly get the games in real time. So I'm excited. I know John is excited. Um, I think this March Madness is going to be the best one yet. I know last year, you know, there was no fans in the stands, which took away the, you know, the excitement and, you know, March Madness. They call it madness for a reason. I think with this year, with everything getting back to normal and you don't see many cancellations anymore, I think this is going to be just an amazing tournament with a lot of parity this year. And I'm excited because, you know, I'm in Maryland. There's legalized betting here now that I could run down to FanDuel 
and I could be able to do the same instead of having to do the same thing that you were dealing with for myself. I mean, I get cut off from books left and right, um, and I'm always scared about, is this the week this is going to be the last week with this guy because the volume is, is too much, and, you know, FanDuel doesn't care and that they have 99% of the guys getting killed. So I'm, I'm a small fish in the big sea with, with those guys. So I'm extremely excited for March Madness. I know John, he was down there earlier today. Can you give us a little bit of the experience of what an 11 a.m. look, look, well, did they, what it looked well, like down there? So, so they did care, as I told you before we got on there. So, Micah, here's what happened. <sighs> Mike sent me some games on, his, on the phone to bet because he knew I was down there, and I walked up to a kiosk to make the wagers, and I had my phone out. Mm -hmm. A security guard walked up to me, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, you can't have your phone out while you're making wagers. I said, what are you talking about? He says, you can't be getting plays from from your groups. you got to bring it. you got to memorize them. We don't want your phone out because that means we know you're part of a syndicate. I said, what? He says, you got to put your phone away. And I held the phone up. I said, Mm -hmm. look, i got all these bets i got to make. I can't memorize all these bets. He goes, all right, I'm going to let it go right now, but next time you got to memorize them before you walk up to the, to the kiosk. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's because they were too busy, not too busy. It was dead, but they just came right up on me and picked on me and basically told me you're not allowed to have your phone out, which I've never – I don't know if your brothers experienced that in Tennessee. Now, Tennessee, we have many more kiosks here in Maryland than we have window ticket tellers. How is it in Tennessee when you went to see your brother? A lot of window uh, agents or more kiosks? No, no, no. It's this 90% apps mainly. There's a couple books yeah, so we you don't can go even, to, but right. yeah. they don't, they don't so, play at the window at all. But we don't have the choice. We don't have apps here yet. Right. So we have to walk into the casino. So that was, uh, that was an interesting yep. situation this morning. I thought the guy was trying to come up and get some games from me. Instead, he was telling me I had to put my phone away. Hey, but I want to ask you a question. They were watching you as soon as you walked in the door. As soon as I walked in the door. It's not like – and by the mm. way, there's no mask mandate anymore, so I couldn't even – I didn't even have any anonymity. So they all knew yeah. me. They yeah. all the beard. Yeah. And and the, they... Micah, the guy came up to him and said, stop guessing, start leaving. He thought it said, stop guessing, start winning. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So let me, I'm going to ask you, Micah, a question. As a client just called in. As you know, we handle the calls for, for you. We handle the calls for, for, uh, for Dave. Somebody called in, and he made a one-day purchase on, I'm not going to say which site. And, the client, and, and Mike was explaining that, you know, we, do, we view everything in months and in and seasons. And the client asked the question, and I want to hear what your answer was. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. He said, well, what's the purpose of a one-day purchase and Mike, you can tell Micah your answer that you gave him, and then we'll see if Micah agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, anything that's indicated based on one day is an entertainment value. When somebody's purchasing the day, they're they're basically seeing how the play is delivered, how the actual system and the logistics work. But in terms of showing somebody a sustainable profit margin, it's there's no way that you could track performance based on a 24-hour cycle simply because we know with all of our systems there's a variance of bad beats that we simply will never be able to control. And if that's part of the equation, that because we're dealing with human emotions and just bad beats or good beats, I mean, it could go either way, doing anything and trying to track performance based on one day, is it's pointless. So when somebody says, well, what am I looking to do? How can I consistently show that, this thing works. Well, 
a month will show performance absolutely because the sample size, like Dave always says, sample size is what matters. When you're doing it for the day, it has to be strategically for entertainment or just to be able to see logistically how the plays are delivered. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what I like to tell, I talk to some people on the phone and people that understand poker, and I know you do, let's just say pre-flop, you're all in with ace-10 versus king-queen. You, I, I would think mm-hmm. the edge is around 8% or somewhere around there. And that mm-hmm. one hand, I mean, anything could happen in one hand. or You could lose 10 of those in a row, right? Play that situation out a thousand times. You're going to bury that guy eventually, right? Anything can happen right. in a small sample Love that. size. You have, it, you have a small edge. Anything could happen. If you're counting cards in the casino, you could, you could get crushed in one session. But you want to play as many hands as possible with that edge. So, yeah. So as, as the longer you can play that edge out, the more money you will 100% make. That's not that's a fact. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. I've been doing this for many, many years, and I've given so many analogies on that exact question that comes up literally 50 uh-huh. times, 100 times a day. I've never heard that analogy, and it couldn't make any more sense. With luck, yes, that lower-graded hand could win one. Correct out of the 100 times or one out of 10 times. And, and that's the thing is for the day, it's well, you have a small well, edge. Again, we have a, we have a guy in our office where Mike and I are staring at Big Barry. He won 300000 on a bad that's beat. Complete, that, yeah, but that's no, completely No, my point different. is it, it, it – My point that's is – That's complete, but that's he shouldn't not have an won individual technically. Sample. Well, no, he should have because at the end of the day, he's playing millions of hands and over a large – sample of millions of hands, somebody's going to hit the lotto. That's what a bad beat is. But when you're trying to do the analogy of one individual hand or one individual game, like Micah said, there's a small edge. We expect when we go into every single night that we expect to win the games, obviously based on the algorithms, based on the analytics, based on the systems that we have set forth and that we calibrate each and every day. But at the end of the day, anything could happen. Like, I don't know if it, John, I know you don't watch the games. Micah is a little bit of maybe is a fan of the game. Then he might have saw this, but I was watching the Duke game. And in the Duke matchup, they obviously the spread didn't matter. But if you had a, a Wake Forest money line or you had a Duke money line wager, Duke gets the bucket very late in the game. There's .2 seconds left. The guy throws up a full court three and literally hits the backboard and rims out. It could have went in based on luck. Uh-huh. So you're talking about you could have a huge money line wager on Duke, not saying anybody that's a professional would ever lay 600 on a favorite, but I'm just giving an analogy. If that bucket goes in and you lose the game, that's something that we can't control metrics-wise. It's impossible. So it's just something crazy that could happen at any point. So if you're basically singling out a 24-hour gap of everything going perfectly, you can't do that. But if you're, you have a large sample size over a month and, the, and it makes sense financially that, you know, at the end of the day, money management and continuous discipline over a 30-day sample, I know that a client that joins today is going to have a different sample for 30 days than the client that joined yesterday or the day before. But in a 30-day sample size, there's enough of that sample size that he's able to obtain a positive 
um, expectancy. So, you know, one day at a time, it's just very hard to track. And that's why when, you know, me and you discussed, Micah, about the program for March Madness, we're not singling out and saying, look, buy today or buy one conference tournament or buy the weekend. No, we want you to be in for the entire March Madness, which with us, March Madness doesn't mean that main tournament. For us, March Madness starts with conference tournaments. And mm-hmm. right now, the data could not be richer. The systems couldn't be more dialed in. I know you've talked about how you're doing with that, and you're very successful right now with college basketball. So I know that if a client joins right now and he has all of your plays and all the selections from now until end of March Madness, you know, you talked about this years ago, what a small nest egg can turn into a 10x return by the end of March Madness. So um, I'm very excited. I know finally, you know, we're going to be able to reciprocate that program to clients that are that are really looking to generate a lot of revenue between now and april oh i just got an alert talking about mr non-hedge mr dave miller has now joined us we have the vegas roundtable we got denver we got georgia we got baltimore we got the guy at the radio station texting me we got dave we got dollar mike we got everybody on here what's up dave did you spend Did you spend the first half of this show talking about the ticket? I knew you would. That's why I wasn't sweating. <laughs> no, no, we're actually, no, we were actually talking no. about uh, if we were actually talking about. Uh, well, I don't want to get into it. We were talking about hedging on that big ticket, and then he said he didn't hedge on the Rams ticket because you you you've converted. No, it. we Micah, didn't say it, John. Be be honest. We didn't say that. We said Micah. It was free money. Free money. Why <laughs> would you not take the free money? Actually, I watched one of your videos on YouTube, through that one of your little Market Edge Sports videos, and you actually used the word free money in one of your videos. And I was going to text you, Dave, no. yeah, about bonuses. Yeah, bonuses, bonuses. When you get bonuses at the oh, casino, okay. it's it's free money. Uh, well, that, that technically is free money. Yeah. But not if you have a rollover of 50000 You know how many clients have called here over the years? You don't have a and his, on these apps. Well, no, no, I'm just you saying traditionally one. offshore, you know how many guys have called us up and they'll be like, I got 35000 in my account. I have to wager $7 million before I get my money out. <laughs> Some stupid oh, offshore bonus they got back in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is free money. It's free money, but his ticket, congrats to him. Is there a way, let me ask you something, is there a way – to put in ten grand or a hundred grand, get twenty percent, and never really go into the hundred grand. Just bet off the twenty grand to meet that rollover. Yeah. You just or you or you have to put all the money in yeah. the player. It'll take too long. No, that's exactly what my friends did, and those were well. They did a hundred. What was it again? I can't. Yeah, it was a hundred, and they got twenty five thousand. So they so they each put fifty, and they got twelve five, and they did betting each, in right. three hundred. They were never even down like two thousand. I don't think. Yeah, that's exactly what. And the sports books don't frown do. upon that that you're never going into the principal. Well, no, it was FanDuel, and it was last year. And 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 well, I'm sure they do, but you're not going to say that. You're not going to go. Oh, I'm right. not. You're, you're not. You know, you're not going to. But this is kind of why everybody's taking advantage of all these things. 
I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. If you I, said, I was. Hey, I plan to make bets at 200, and I'm going to win, and they wouldn't give it to you. But you kind of have to play the part. But right. 99 percent of sports bettors don't don't even know that. Don't yeah. Think about that. Well, me and you know it firsthand. Yeah. But no, we. Yeah. So this is this is good. These deposit bonuses. And what? Let me ask you. We were, about, we were talking about we were talking about Micah hit a uh, twenty-five twenty-five to one. He made a took a dime and turned into twenty-five dimes this weekend playing golf. Do you? Do you, I know? Do you ever get involved with playing the golf or any of the groups you deal with, or or that's just Micah's no. thing? That's his thing. He likes to do that stuff. <laughs> I can't. Are you saying that? What? A, Hopefully, Micah bets on me when I'm in doing my member guest tournament in a couple months. I wonder what my odds I need are to get invited be. to that now. I'll be a guest. <laughs> You'll be the guest, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dave, did you do any boxes this year in the Super Bowl? No, no, no. I mean, I would. I do that. We're really busy. Uh, I would, but we're just. Busy. I hit two boxes. I hit two boxes. Three oh, nice. zero happened Where's... twice. It occurred twice. It was the final score, and it was also, I think, uh, the second quarter. Yeah, people Same were really into that around here. But so I, I want to ask you a question, Dave. Dave, I want to ask you a question, then you can you can flame me if you want on the air for all the listeners. I probably will because by this time every show I'm already doing it. <laughs> so so on your Instagram story after the Super Bowl, Randy was rubbing it in that he had the Bengals plus four or four and a half, and you were saying he beat me, he beat me, he beat me. My question is, isn't it just a bad policy to lay four? when it can so easily land on three? Like, wouldn't it be better to just lay the money line in that situation than lay the four? Yeah, but we were – well, I, I did bet the money line for a lot, but we were just betting each other. I said, pick a side, I'll take the other side. And he, oh, and he said, okay, okay take, got it. Yeah. John, you gave it out on the – you No, know, I know, but he, I'm talking about – he, he had a – he had a few drinks into him on the Instagram story, and he was talking about Randy beat me, Randy, Randy beat here. We said, we said we're all in on the well, Rams. My question is for the, betters, for, the the better, for the betters out there, you really don't want to lay four in a football game, correct? No, that doesn't matter. Another square comment by you. You can lay four in a football game. And the only reason I took the Rams, we got a rebate. They gave you, they gave you 10% back. Of your bet up to ten thousand, they give you ten percent back, even if you won the bet. So ten thousand, you just had to take either side of the game. So I mean, I should have even announced to everybody to, to do that. You could have went ten. So basically, ten thousand minus one ninety, get a guaranteed thousand. I could have taken plus one ninety somewhere else, plus one ninety five, and just took a free thousand. But I just left all the Rams ones open. Got it. Yeah, just the did you enjoy watching? No the, did you did did you actually enjoy watching the game, or you were too busy betting basketball? No. Well, everything was over by then. No, I was having fun, and for once, I just took a game off. I never do that, yep. but I did it. I said, I'm just going to enjoy, just having fun, partying, watching the halftime so show. Let me ask, so I want to ask you and Micah, <laughs> since we got Micah on, and I, again, I like I like walking into these square comments. What do you, and again, you you're going to flame me. You know it. You, you, you break it before gonna, you say it. You're going to flame me. How does the how do the line makers not adjust on Memphis? I have never seen they a are. team. They're not though. 
They're they are, forty and, and nineteen the against numbers. the spread. They win every game and cover. Yeah, they are. But trust me, they are. They're a fade the rest of the year. You like to use the word auto fade. There you go. They are. They're. They've adjusted like crazy. They'll play they somebody the same skill and be and be like pick them on the road. Yeah, they're adjusting like crazy. So what happens? So are they, the they similar? They are they cover. an auto fade like Cleveland Browns two years ago where the auto play? Is it the same same uh, analogy? Yeah. Well, no, that was more stupid no, than anything I've ever seen. No, that was. No, you can't even compare anything to that. That was like. Yeah, I figured. I figured that was an anomaly. Five and a half. They'd lose by six in <laughs> overtime after being up fourteen. No, that was that was. You can't even compare anything to that run. But yeah, it's kind of the same, but in reverse. Okay, so let me, remember, let me, let me uh, hold on. Let me just let me just because I, I I still have nightmares about this. Years ago, the Cleveland Browns. Every time Sunday came around, and I had to give out Dave's game, and I had to give it to the clients, and I would just say, I couldn't even get Cleveland out of my mouth. It was just so difficult, but then every week I had like, to do it. it. Just stuttering and just, like, panicking, and my hands are sweating, and then, you know, the, the, my, one of my partners over here, Barry the Beast, and he's like, I cannot, I can't do it. I can't, I can't give out Cleveland. It just, it's just ridiculous. I can't get it out of my mouth. It just won't work. And just every week I would just get tortured. But, you know, what? over the whole season – of all the games, and then clients would always, not understanding what Dave really did back then, to a full extent, they would say, well, I don't understand. All the other games were good. Why give Cleveland? Why every week? said, because it's automatic. It's just what he does, yeah. and it's just, that's why. Because they were like, well, if you took Cleveland out every week, we would have a big, so they don't see it like that. You know, so it's. All right, rant over. That's my, my week. All right, well, no, I'm, I want to no, no, no. ask you and Micah. Let's ask you and Micah about the, the auto fade on the betting side. The worst team against the spread in the NBA is the Brooklyn Nets. Now they have Harden. Do they adjust now? Do, does it become an auto bet? You got them plus three and a half tonight at the Knicks. It actually opened to three and a half, and now it's four and a half. Um, Harden so my question is, yet. Oh, but, but just the fact that they have the. Everybody's going to yeah, be hyper focusing on the Nets. My question is: is as good as Memphis is, is as bad as Brooklyn is? I mean, Brooklyn is the worst team period to bet on in, in the NBA, and Memphis is the well, best. No, but there's a so trade. They don't have Brooklyn now has nobody Ben Simmons in the court. That's good. Yeah, I mean that, that that's kind of a different. Memphis is just blowing away the number and overachieving like crazy. Either that, or they're going to win it all. Just do a futures. If they cover the rest of the way at this pace, they're, then just hopefully you have a futures bet on them to win it all. Oh, yeah, okay, but but again, what's interesting is the first two teams, and I, Micah, I'm sure you already know this. The best two teams in the NBA right. to bet on are are by their opposite sides of the coin. So you have Memphis; every team they win, they cover, and then you have Oklahoma City; they never win, they cover every game. They're only one game below Memphis. So Oklahoma City tonight is plus seven and a half against the Spurs. And again, it's like you're talking about, it's, I mean, listen to these numbers. Oklahoma City is 18 and 39 straight up, and they're 36 and 19 against the spread. That's crazy. Because they're always wow. an underdog mm-hmm. and they always cover. So the way that's, you say they're underachieving, yeah, so the way you say Memphis is under overachieving, Oklahoma City is actually doing something amazing. They're overachieving mm-hmm. by the fact that they keep losing but covering. 
<laughs> it, it's amazing. See, I think that one, I, I don't believe in all these random ATS, but I think that one's pretty telling. You want to look to take Oklahoma. So you want to look to take Oklahoma City, but fade Memphis. Because they're actually winning, so they're under the spotlight more with that number. And I have Oklahoma City tonight, so hopefully oh, there you go. the run continues. Yeah. And you're going to always get more value because people are going to bet against them. Like the line opened at six and a half and went to seven. I, you know, well, uh, and and again, back to mediocre teams in the middle. What I'm finding in the NBA, and I don't know how it's affecting you, Dave, or Michael, on the season, is that the majority of the teams are 50-50 ATS. You know, like I can just you read, I can read off ten games, which ten teams, which are just 29 and 28 ATS, 28 and 29 ATS. The line makers are doing a very good job where it's efficient, and then you have these outliers at the top and the, and the bottom. Mem- I'm sorry? And the betters. You always just say the lines makers. So I'll say and the betters. Okay, and the no, betters. Mind. Keep going. And then, you, and then you have the two teams at the top, Memphis and Oakland, and the two teams at the bottom, my Wizards <laughs> and the Nets. So – you know, it's just interesting how they're doing such a good job on 90% of the games in terms of equal-sided action. And you just have these four teams that are just completely, unless, unless I'm over-reading into it, and that's the case every year. You only, always have two teams that are horrible, two teams that are great, you know, at the ends of the spectrum. Um, no, I don't I'm not sure. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean it's he's it's so I have the the ability to hear John's side and hear Dave's side every week. It's like the angel on my left shoulder and the devil on my right shoulder. I don't know which one's the angel. And I'm the angel, right? I'm the angel. Well, no, I'm not going to release that on air. I don't want to have any negative, you know, negative anything and negative karma, negative energy. So I won't tell which one is the angel, which one's the devil. But it's I'm always fighting the ATS guy versus the market edge guy. So it's and it's very interesting and intuitive to know both sides of it, um, and then sometimes it seems like none of that really matters specifically for any individual game because they don't follow suit to each one. So, like I said, there's so many strategies and so many ways to be able to be successful in this business, and the amount of intuition that Micah provides to me, and the amount of intuition that Dave provides to me. And all of these different syndicates that are feeding games to us and we're able to reciprocate them and, and be able to coach clients is just, it gives me joy and, and I'm proud to be able to, to do this on a day-to-day basis because, look, man, both sides are doing exceptionally well and, and the opportunities that are going to be coming up in March Madness are going to be amazing and NBA in full force. I mean, I have, like for Monday night, for example, I had a client um, – where Brooklyn was playing at home. They were getting points. They basically had nobody playing from as a starter. So the Kings were actually a favorite on the road. They had to fly across the country. Not that it's football where that matters most, but still it's travel. And, you know, so the fact that they blew them out at home, and I had a client that was so confident and so sure about the Sacramento Kings because it was a short price against a beat-up Nets team that hadn't won a game in forever. And out of nowhere, you see Brooklyn come in and win 109-85. to And we actually had the other side. I was actually on 
the Nets at home. And I wasn't rude to him, but I said, look, man, this is why guys that manually handicap and think they could have a career, have a family, have a social life, and then on the side want to spend 30 minutes looking at you know statistics and trends and be able to pick winners every night and be successful. And, you know, it's, it's hard to break bad habits of all these gamblers that have been doing this for 30 years. Similar to me, that have been told by my coach, he goes, you know, I'm a new golfer. So he, the analogy that he gives me, he goes, you don't have those 30-year bad habits. I could break them for you. So because yeah, you've only right. been playing for a couple of years. So all these yeah. betters, it's the same thing. The guys that are new betters, it's easy for me to mold them and, and have them be successful because they don't have those bad habits that a guy that's been betting for 40 years that is only looking at his weekly credit line history. And if it's Sunday and he's down, no matter what the issue, no matter what the information is, he's going to make sure that he's either even going into Monday or down twice as much. So it's that bad habits are so hard to break for that old client, but it's, that's what happens. And when I talk to every single day, it's they. They don't care about running a successful sports betting business operation. They want to consistently just gamble because they watch SportsCenter and they follow a couple trends, and that to them they think that should be the outcome of them being successful every day. Yeah, somebody like that's hard to work with. It's you guys having to deal with them, not me, thank God. So let me ask you guys real quick. The guys actually call here and they go, I want to speak to Dave every time. They want to actually speak to you. And it's my job to filter that out and say, well, look, man, Dave's not going to get on the phone unless you're properly qualified. Well, no, I don't. It's so it's like they don't understand that you don't talk to clients. You're too busy actually doing the legwork leading up to every single selection being put in. Same thing with Micah. They call in and they say, well, I want to speak to it. So it's like all these different syndicates, they don't have time. And the, the, the listener that's listening, they don't have time to deal with you. This is what John and myself are for. We're the ones that not only get all the selections from you guys, but also be able to reciprocate it in a timely manner and be able to show you the, the really the principles that you guys have taught us. So, you know, if you're listening and you really want to take this to the next level, one thing that nobody in this industry knows how to do better, and John is the best at being able to manage risk. And unfortunately, Dave, you know, you could only do so much by giving us the selections, but we've taken the education from you for many years to know how to manage your risk for the client so and be able to put it in a unitized way. So, you know, well, that's, that is I wanna, so important. I want to say one thing, Dave and Micah, since Micah made a – Micah, you made the cameo, the CEO. You're in the video, in Spencer's video. I'm looking at YouTube right, right now. 215,000 individuals, and I probably watched it more than once, so I'm probably like 10 of those clicks, um, have watched this video that you guys did in Colorado at Dave's place. Um, and here's the most amazing thing. They still call up here and they go, I got 300 in my account. Can I bet like Dave? And Micah, I don't know what the, t- I, I just, I don't know if I'm watching a different video 
than the other 214,999 people. Because one thing I'm going to say about the video you and you and Dave did, and you both can agree, you didn't make it look luxurious. You didn't make it look sexy. You didn't make it look like it was get rich quick. And neither one of you at all made it look easy. So the same people watch that same video. Maybe I'm different. They call up here and they go, all right, I want to make easy money. I got 300 in my FanDuel account. Anything you guys want to say since you're both, it's your video, not mine, not Mike's. Anything you want to say to those 215,000 viewers? Michael, what do you got to say? I can give a classic example. When I first started betting Davis games, uh, it's probably been, what, seven years, six, seven years ago. I had right. about, I had at least 30 local bookies. I'm in Georgia. I had at least 30. I was, I'm well networked. I know a lot of people. And I can tell you right now that I got four now. And the reason is, is I'd get cut off for winning. I'd get cut off because Davis beating the line moved too much. I'd bet one week and the volume's too much for him to handle. So it is very hard to consistently make money. The winning part is easier, but being able, as David always says, get down, get down money, that's the hard part. And that's the struggle with being a professional better. And David can attest to that better than anybody in this entire world. It's very hard. It's hard work to be able to bet the amounts you need to to make a living. So the struggle is getting down the money, the winnings. I'd say it's more it's easier to win. Betting the amount that you need is the harder part. Just my opinion. That was yeah, and and the turning the three hundred into a fortune, uh, that's almost <clears throat> well. You would need to run good at first, and that's one thing. And then you would need to have some type of mass volume, high edge system. That's it. There's really no other way. And unless you just land good, I'm talking about to get a lot of value from $300. But it's almost, yeah, you need a little bit more than that to those, how many people, 10 people that said that? What do you say to the guy that calls the office and goes, I just want one, I want Micah and Dave's biggest game every night I can bet a dime on. That's it. I want, what do you, what do you both say to that, that, that guy that calls in for that? Well, I mean, that's a fair question. Just, I want the best play, and I'll go a thousand on it. It's a fair question. What do you say to him? And and I say to him, that's not how Dave plays. That's not how Micah plays. You got to well, play all of them or play none of them. Well, that's how I do it myself. Yeah, I play them all. Um, but I, well, I don't know what's his bankroll. What's his? I mean, a perfect. Here's price. a perfect example. Here's a perfect example for all the listeners out there that follow you on Instagram. You you know. You, you go on this. You go on a losing streak on your free wins. Let's say a couple weeks ago, you kill. You you just you're just randomly picking a game of of the games you're betting. It just happens to lose, and you're still winning the same night. So that client is calling up here and he's going, "Man, he doesn't even win his free picks." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. You don't understand. That's just random. That's this random chaos theory." And he, he just happened to pick the the game he lost. It's like Monday you went. I think I, you were like seven and one on Monday. Okay, well you could you might have given out the loser on Instagram. Hey, that's just how it rolls. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, I, I prefer to. Well, and plus I have so many places. Me and him, we have reduced juice places too through the sky, and we got a lot of we got a lot of good outs now. So 
I try to really bet everything I can and and really shop it. And now that Pinnacle's off of the screen, it's actually created a little bit more value pregame because they're not exactly like moving as fast to the Pinnacle number, if that makes sense. So it actually wound like up not hurting you. You were able to adjust. Wait on because Pinnacle had a half point less. What? It's not. It's actually not. You were a little depressed last week, so you've basically adjusted very quickly yeah, no, to them not, not being on the screen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as depressed anymore. I mean, it's going to work, me... but you'll find you'll you'll be able to get your money in a little bit better if you go through the manual work, just looking at it. So let me ask you both because we got like five minutes left, four minutes left. Tonight's a unique night in Wednesday betting. We have number one Gonzaga playing against Pacific. I mean Pepperdine, excuse me. And then we have number two Auburn um, playing against Vanderbilt. Is it an auto fade strategy for you if you're playing these games to just wait till post, knowing that the public is going to bang Gonzaga, bang Auburn, just because they're one in two spots? They love laying the chalk and then just take the dog at post. Did you look at my story today? I did not. I played tw- plus thirty-one earlier, and it was oh, okay. Just so I, said, I didn't even know. Yeah, it was what I said before. Pinnacle had it thirty and a half. Everywhere else in the world had it thirty-one, and they had the plus thirty and a half more juice. So I was like, "Oh, this is great!" All these other books can't really see this now, otherwise they'd all move to thirty and a half. So this is the perfect time to fire. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Otherwise, I would have waited. Yeah, otherwise I would have waited on that one. But if Pinnacle was on the screen, they would have all had 30 and a half. And now it's 30 and a half. I'm looking at the screen as we're speaking. Yeah, like so it moved. Let- kinda, yeah, like yeah, I'm just seeing random weird things, you know, as I'm looking at numbers all day. And then it's weird. The right. Circa Colorado app is different than the, than the, the one they have there. And a lot of times they're ahead of the move on this one. So that's really oh, so weird. You mean, the, you mean the Circa on the DB screen is the Vegas Circa, and then the Circa in Colorado is a different – I got it. Yeah, but, for example, like, there was a game last week that was five everywhere in the world. The Circa Colorado app had four, and I went, this is really weird. And then in, like, 30 minutes, steam play, everyone had four. Even Circa still had a five when they're out here out of four, and I'm going, what the heck? So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just seeing random things, and it's kind of helping me to get my money in better. Have we uh, have we got any update about the pinnacle situation, Dave, or nothing yet? Nothing. There's a site, I guess, that has it on. I haven't looked at it yet. Even got yesterday it. at post, at post, everybody had twelve and a half on the Clippers, and uh, Pinnacle had the plus twelve more juice. So I just quickly popped all the thirteens I could real quick. Having a real good, and you know, I'd never have that opportunity if they were on the screen. Right, right. So it's almost beneficial. Reverse, right, right. I want to for listen for for the listeners that are listening, guys. If you want to access Micah, if you want to access Dave, you can you can go to Vegas Ringers on Twitter, on Instagram, watch Dave's stories. He gives out a lot of information. There's always an opportunity to buy daily pack, uh, daily. Pick pack. You can go to Legend Next Door to Micah's website. There's always an opportunity to, to buy a daily pick pack. But if you're really trying to get the grasp of what 215,000 and counting people have watched on that video, and you want to treat your wagering as a business, you can just pick up the phone and call the office. 
You just call the office, ask to speak with Mike. He'll, he'll explain to you how you can get access to the full long-term strategy. We want to get these guys following you guys for at least 30 days where they see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, again, going back to what Micah said, Micah, you started with how many books seven years ago? It's around 27, close to 30. And you have how many now? Local accounts, four. Yeah, it's just they just don't <laughs> last, man, when, you, when you've been trained by the master. Thanks. Exactly. So, again, that's, that's, that's all you, the listeners, need to know when it comes to it's not about show me what you can do today. It's not about, you know, again, Dave does a little free action for, to give you guys a little sample, but he's trying to teach you. It's not, if you're calling the office and you're saying, well, I bet a dime on every one of those free picks and he's on a losing, that, you're, you're just doing that wrong. You just need to stop the madness. You need to pick up the phone. You need to learn how to treat your wagering as a business because, again, this is a – a long-term process. It's not about the get-rich-quick scheme. Again, we can't all be Micah Smith. We can't all put down dimes and win 25 dimes in a day in golf. And if you want to find out about how to get his golf plays, hey, I'm sure he'll give up some info if you call the office. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, you know, Micah, do you have anything to add? Oh, let me ask you guys because we got about a minute left. Do you think there's going to be any slowdown – to the baseball season, or do you think they're going to wind up figure a way? I got people starting to get antsy and questioning me about the lockout. No, I'm not that, sure. Okay. Well, the, that was the main reason for what, for my guy in Jersey betting this player award. I'm assuming there's going to be a little bit of a lockout, and it, it'll, it'll bring value to this one guy. That makes sense. Got it. So maybe about a two-week, three-week uh, push back into the summer as opposed to March 31st right out of the day? Well, we'll see. We will see. Well, the good news is there's always something to bet on. That's the good news. So, again, it has been nice to have all four. Maybe we'll do this next week, Micah. Maybe you'll come online. Like I said, by next week, the bookmakers that are listening, you had four. You might have a two by next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be no, – yeah. Sure. Funny stuff. All right, well, like I said, we'll be back next week. We got the uh, Vegas Roundtable here. Micah Smith, David Miller, Big Mike, and myself. Like I said, pick up the phone, make the call. We'll be back. It was a great show, February 16th. We hope you guys had a great Super Bowl Sunday that are listening. A great Valentine's Day, and we'll be back next week. See you.